Hi, Bruno Jr. here. Our podcast, Busting Addiction and Smiths, is sponsored by SafeHouseRehab.com. SafeHouse believes that traditional treatments fall short of the needs of clients who face the modern problems of addiction. Modern problems need modern solutions. Multiple addictions, multiple relapses, multiple triggers, and cheaper and more powerful street drugs set up unprecedented challenges facing treatment centers. What is needed is a more sophisticated approach, a better way forward. There are three reasons to choose our progressive modern treatment program. One, a more sophisticated intake process. Two, technology proven to enhance recovery. And three, the most robust aftercare program in our sector. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com. This is Season 11, Episode 5. Struggling to stay sober? The more I learn about alcoholism and addiction, now politely called substance use disorder, to soften some of the stigma associated with addictions, the more I realize that the challenge is not to get clean and sober, but to stay that way over time. After all, almost every addict or alcoholic I have encountered over the last 20 years of my own sobriety has tried to stay sober countless times, but then has relapsed time and again. So it wasn't about getting sober. That was achieved on a regular basis. That type of sobriety lasted a day or two or even a year. The real challenge was to get to a place where one could feel confident that every day could be a clean and sober day without the white-knuckle tension that comes with toughing it out on one's own. There's much help out there to help the newly sober alcoholic and addict, for that matter. One source that I use when I sponsor newly sober men is a book published by Alcoholics Anonymous World Services entitled Living Sober. Here are a few of the tips contained in the book which I have paraphrased for simplicity. One common trap in early recovery is falling in love or falling in lust with someone else in recovery or with your counselor or doctor. I've seen it happen. These are emotional entanglements one cannot afford in the early going. They are a setup for disappointment, resentment, depression, anger, jealousy, and even rage. The newly sober alcoholic is a mighty immature personality whose codependent tendencies reveal themselves very quickly and dramatically. It is good to remember that many of us, I include myself as an alcoholic here, searched for love in all the wrong places. What we got instead was rejection or quick sex without any sincerity whatsoever, or just another lonely walk or lonely drive home. We are taught that alcohol certainly did not ripen our comprehension of mature love, nor our ability to enter into and handle it if it did come our way. Rather, our drinking lives left our emotional selves pinched, scraped, bent, and bruised, if not firmly warped. Therefore, it stands to reason that the first non-drinking days are likely to be periods of great emotional vulnerability. Anything that tends to upset our fantasy, which is fueled by wishful thinking and the power of sexual attraction, will probably have us heading for the bar or searching for a hit of marijuana or cocaine or heroin or some combination of the above. We are also reminded that it takes courage to admit that we were, we are powerless over alcohol. It's not a sign of weakness. 
It takes guts to stare unblinkingly at the hard truth, sparing nothing without glossing over anything. We go at it without excuses and without kidding ourselves. The Living Sober book states that, like millions of others who watched a person drink himself or herself to death, we have wondered why the drinker did not use willpower to stop drinking. That's another outdated idea, but it sticks around because many of us have been exposed early in life, early in life to some, some model of super willpower. All of that ties into the archaic notion that alcoholism, or the inability to stop drinking and stay sober, is a sign of moral weakness that has us challenge the, quote, offender just to straighten out and fly right or else. Get a backbone, for heaven's sake. It is now established that willpower all by itself is about as effective a cure for alcoholism as it is for cancer. The reality is that once the drinker or addict crosses an invisible line, that individual loses the power of choice and requires a power greater than a person himself to get and keep him or her clean and sober. But we're not naive here. We note that, quote, the need for acquiring a higher power is a firmly held opinion only, albeit amply supported by the evidence and personal testimony by thousands of long-recovered alcoholics and addicts. So it is our way, and it's free to anyone who cares to follow. There are no dues or fees, no obligations. There is a freedom to come and go. I speak of the Fellowship of Alcoholics Anonymous, whose mission is stated at the start of every meeting, to stay sober and help another alcoholic to achieve sobriety, and that's it. There's indeed power in numbers alone. One of the many heartbreaks that come with drunkenness is the awful and depressing sense of isolation and loneliness that take one over, even if we're surrounded by people wherever we happen to find ourselves that evening. It was that way with me. I would go out and watch others converse or even join a conversation and quickly conclude, I don't belong in this group. They don't want me here with them. I try to make friends, but who wants to be with a self-pitying drunk even when he is sober that day? That's why the Fellowship of Recovery, the 12-step program of Alcoholics Anonymous, or any 12-step program is called a WE program. We banish loneliness and isolation, the twin killers of alcoholics and addicts. It should be no great surprise that in 2021 there was an explosion of overdose deaths to over 100,000 in the U.S. due to isolation and reduction of resources for those in need of help with a substance use disorder. That's a tangible measure of the deadly power of this disease, which is experiencing its own epidemic within a pandemic. It doesn't have to be that way. Relapse is not inevitable if the struggling addict or alcoholic reaches out to a sponsor or to Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous or to a counselor or a friend for help. And for those family members who suffer with the pain of having a loved one in the grips of addiction or alcoholism, there's also Al-Anon. Zoom is now a rich source for 12-step meetings around the clock and around the world. That's one of the very few positive side effects of the COVID pandemic. I tried going it alone, and the irony of that is that I was not alone in trying to do it on my own. There are thousands of addicts and alcoholics who are trying to go it alone right now, every day. And what does it mean to try to go it alone? Well, it means first that you're actually trying to do something. Right? 
and that is either to stop drinking or using or do so in some moderation. I'm not sure what moderation in drug use is supposed to look like, but most people can see moderate drinking. We had no success whatever in going, going it alone. Moderation, if ever achieved, was quickly followed by the usual extreme behavior. Once I took that one drink, it became the first of a dozen or more just in one setting. It wasn't easy to admit I needed help. It seemed like an act of weakness, which is yet another myth. The book Living Sober asks, wouldn't it be more intelligent to seek out and tap a strength greater than our own to persist than to persist in our futile solo attempts after they had time and again proved ineffective? We still don't think it's very smart to keep trying to see in the dark if you can simply switch on a lamp and use its light. We didn't get sober entirely on our own. We were given the gift of desperation to drive us into a new dimension of hope. And we did acquire a higher power, at least temporarily. Now, when we try to maintain our sobriety, we know that we can do, do that best when we remember that we have been given a daily reprieve contingent upon the maintenance of our spiritual condition. This, according to the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, is what is meant by taking it just one day at a time, which is so much easier and practical than trying to stay sober forever. The struggle to stay sober in the early going is as much about surrender as it is about anything else. Surrender are old ways of thinking such as, I can do this alone. Surrender our willpower to a power greater than ourselves. Surrender our fantasies. Stop fighting and start accepting life as it is. Whoever thought in surrender we would find victory? What did we learn about the struggle to stay sober in the early going? We learned the following. We learned that the vast majority of recovering people don't get sober for good the first time out. And that's not surprising given the lack of knowledge about the true nature of their condition. Two, there are two main traps that need to be taken into account in the early go. And the first of these is the idea that we can have a normal romantic relationship after just a short time of sobriety. The fact is that our emotions have been twisted and warped by substance abuse and we are only setting ourselves up for a relapse if things go wrong. And they always do. Or going it alone is another of those myths that has to be entirely smashed before we have a decent chance of getting and staying sober. Isolation and loneliness are the twin killers of addicts and alcoholics. Five, the bottom line for those of us who have enjoyed long-term sobriety is that we have acquired a power greater than ourselves and that we're never alone as members of the fellowship. Our podcast is sponsored by safehouserehab.com, a modern approach to recovery. To learn more, visit us at safehouserehab.com.